Abide with me to even tide The days pass and gone Welcome to the LDS Mission Cast. This is your host, Nick Belletti. This episode is all about being an influencer. This is a term that advertising and public relations professionals use to describe people that have a certain influence over the public, be it an audience from their social media activity, YouTube videos, or, you know, the occasional podcaster. There is a growing pool of members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that are being missionaries, being ambassadors of the gospel of Jesus Christ by being an influencer on social media. On today's episode, we have two interviews back-to-back with some of the young return missionaries that are influencers and having a positive impact on the world through their music and YouTube videos. First, we have our own influencer, Kelsey Edwards, and I, we both interview Nick Sales, whose music you're listening to right now, actually. He's a video producer, musician, and influencer, and he's going to actually introduce us to the idea of being a modern missionary today and in today's modern internet world. After that interview, Kelsey interviews Nadia Christine about her mission to Peru and how her post-mission career to create music with a message or music for a cause was influenced by her, her mission. We'll also be hearing from both of these influencers throughout the episode, and links to their YouTube pages can be found in the posting for this episode at LDSMissionCast.com. After their interviews, I have a special treat for you, but I won't tell you what it is just yet. So stay tuned through these two interviews, which we hope will inspire you to see the power of social media and missionary work. This topic is actually becoming more and more relevant because missionaries that are even preparing to leave, even serving a mission or those that have come home from a mission, social media is a big way that the gospel is going forward in the world. And so stay tuned for both of these interviews to help inspire you about being an influencer with social media. So here's our first interview with Nick Sales. I cannot commune with thee. Nick Sales was born in Provo, Utah and raised in Spanish Fork, Utah. He is a graduate of the class of 2010 of Maple Mountain High in Spanish Fork, Utah. He also studied at Brigham Young University in Provo, and he speaks and records music in both English and Spanish. He has played for audiences throughout some of Utah's largest venues and has also had the pleasure of performing with well-known artists such as Lindsey Sterling and David Archuleta. He served a two-year mission for the church in Columbia and has his own YouTube channel. And I believe you started it back in 2009, is that correct? Okay, so you're a pro at this. You're a veteran, almost 10-year veteran of this. But uh, I believe you've collected over 70 million views on the videos that you've produced with your production company, avium films welcome thank you thanks for having me and uh we've also got kelsey here with us we can't forget kelsey (laughs) hi guys (laughs) and so i guess my first question is what exactly would be on your business card if you had one because it's kind of a moving target as to what you actually do yeah it's funny because when people people come up to me and say hey i've seen your videos and i always have to ask them wait are you talking about my own music videos that i'm in the ones that i'm singing 
or the videos that I film because I it's it's kind of a weird situation. I'm in front of the camera and I'm behind the camera. So I guess you would say that, yes, I own a video production company where I film a lot of videos for other people. But then as a kind of a hobby on the side, I love arranging and recording my own music and making music videos for my my own songs as well. Very cool. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. I think that's it's cool that you have like that skill set where you're like not only behind the camera, but also you can be in front of the camera because I feel like usually it's it's one way or the other. You don't often see yeah. the person with the camera set like in front of the camera, too. But um, yeah, no, I, I love I love Nick's music videos. They're so talented. He's so talented. And like the cinematography is always so good. Like I feel like when I watch a music video of yours, I can always tell I'm like, yep, that's one of Nick's because it's just so good. In fact, I loved you filmed that one for the One Voice Children's Choir. Do you know what this I'm is me? About? Yeah, it the was Greatest Showman. Okay, yeah, yeah that yeah. was incredible. I love oh, that one. Thank you. Oh, that was so good. They're, they're a great choir to work with. Yeah. Now you have the other one that was also very popular apparently with missionaries. Yes, yeah. So um, the other music video that I love is If You Could Hide a Co-op, which is so cool. That's the one that you're singing in. Yeah. Which is so cool. Like I've I think um you were saying that a lot of missionaries have seen that music video, which is awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I I was on my mission and I had the idea to make my own arrangement of If You Could Hide a Collab. And so I kind of arranged it on my mission and I kind of had this vision in my mind of this epic music video that sounded like a movie soundtrack, like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of sound. And and I got home from my mission and a couple of years passed, but eventually I was able to have the resources to be able to actually do it. Yeah. So I recorded the song professionally in a studio and I had some of my film buddies come out and we filmed this really epic looking music video out on the salt flats and it's been cool it, it it's done pretty well i think all together with facebook and youtube views it has almost half a million views wow and uh it's funny because sometimes i'll, I'll you know like i'll be at church or some random place and people will come up and say man i listen to that song all the time on my mission and as, as missionaries we would have these little thumb drives full of music that we'd pass around and copy to the other missionaries and and we always loved listening to yours and i think the reason for that is because it's it doesn't sound like a typical mormon song it has kind of right. that it's not a hymn uh, yeah epic orchestral uh, accompaniment it sounds kind of like a, a movie soundtrack so yeah um you know, whatever makes it more entertaining so that the missionaries can, you know, maybe listen to some epic music as they're doing push-ups in the morning or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's very necessary. <laughs> so you mentioned that you served a mission in Colombia. Is it Colombia or Colombia? Either way. Yeah? yeah, yeah All right. Yeah. So when did you serve? I served from 2012 to 2014. Okay. And you talk about having USB drives, which is a joke to me because USB wasn't even invented when I went on my mission. <laughs> yeah. But you talk a lot about at firesides and different presentations that missionary work has kind of changed right. through the years. So talk about these changes and some of the things you bring up in your in your fireside. Great. Yeah. Well, something that I've just noticed as I've had my production company and as I've worked with these talented artists and musicians, I've noticed that God is kind of evolving the way that missionary work is done. I think about my dad and, you know, the people who served maybe 40 years ago. Okay, maybe not that long ago, but pretty <laughs> long ago. You know, the, the original is, you know, people would, the missionaries would teach with the flipbooks. And it was effective. You know, people got baptized and, and it was still the, the same I still gospel. have my flipbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but then, you know, the missionary department came out and changed it up a little bit, got rid of the flip books, out came Preach My Gospel, and the missionaries started teaching with Preach My Gospel. And so they started teaching, you know, with lesson one, and they go to lesson two and go down like that. When I was on my mission, we still used Preach My Gospel, but it, it changed even a little bit more. We, we ne didn't necessarily start with lesson one, 
we just started with whichever lesson we felt like the investigator needed to hear. So we would basically try to talk to them, trying to find out, you know, what issues they had or what problems or questions they had. And then we would teach them whichever lesson we feel would help them most in their life directed by the Spirit. And so the missionary work kind of evolved again. And I feel like now, ever since being home from my mission, I've seen that God has come out with this even new and even more effective way of doing missionary work. And that is through social media. It's through Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and all of that. And so, you know, I I think like how crazy would it sound to you if I told you that God was doing missionary work through rap music? That would sound kind of bizarre, right? But he totally is. You think, you know, you've I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this guy named James the Mormon. Yeah. He uh he's a rapper. He he raps and he he has this whole album called PMG where uh every song is kind of a lesson from preach my gospel. And I know James and we were talking one time and he told me that it's the craziest thing because down in the south where they listen to a lot of of rap music, missionaries were sh- will show people James's music and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, like I dig this. What what is this music?" And then and then they'll start listening more and they'll be like, "What is this song that talks about a restoration?" And the missionaries are like, "Oh, let me tell you all about it." And so it's extremely effective because people are they're getting baptized because of James's rap music. And so it's like in addition to that, how crazy would it sound if I told you that God was doing missionary work through dubstep dance electronic violin music? And then you think of Lindsay Sterling, and she, I don't know, has maybe around 10 million subscribers, has this massive audience on YouTube, and that's what she she plays. She plays this bizarre, crazy kind of music that no one's ever heard before, but yet she has fans from all over the world, and Lindsay is very open about her beliefs and serving a mission in her church and, and posts about it on Instagram, and that's how people are finding out about the church. And people are becoming baptized because of it. And it's just, it's crazy that that God is using something as bizarre as dubstep violin music <laughs> to do missionary work. But yet it, it's working. Uh, another example, uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of Al Fox, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tattoo Mormon, as people call her. Al is a, a good friend of mine. And I've heard her story, you know, countless times, but it's just so crazy to me that God has taken advantage of the tattoos that Al has to do missionary work. And Al is reaching millions of people and, you know, talking at firesides. And it's just completely, it just amazes me how God is taking advantage of these situations and of these talents that people have. And even something as bizarre as tattoos to do his work. I uh, I used to work for the YouTube channel Devin Supertramp. They're a pretty well-known YouTube channel that focuses on action sport videos. And we would, you know, film videos of the world's largest rope swing uh, or like a, a slip and slide off of a 50-foot cliff into a lake and just these crazy fun, fun videos. But one time the church approached us and say, hey, you guys have a, a big audience. We want to team up with you and, and we want you guys to help promote uh, our Easter our Easter campaign. And so a couple guys from the team flew out to Jerusalem and they made this really impactful, uh, inspirational nature video of Jerusalem, of the Holy Land. And so in the video, if you look it up on YouTube, it has, uh, you know, it has uh, shots of, of where Jesus walked and then it has a voiceover of some of the apostles and this really inspirational music behind it. And we were kind of, we were kind of nervous to release this on our YouTube channel because we, you know, that this, this was something completely different from what our Pretty audience off-brand. was used to. Yeah. But as we did it, we started getting these comments from people that said, you know, uh, this one comment said, you know, I'm an atheist, but I felt something when I was watching this video. And it's it's just incredible to me to see that God took advantage of the talents of these crazy world-traveling filmmakers uh, to make this, this video that would inspire 
the, you know, 4 million subscribers that we had at the time. And so that's just something that I've seen as well in my own life, having my own production company. I get to travel around the world a lot and have a lot of neat opportunities to do missionary work. Like I remember, for example, um, I was in Mexico last year staying at an Airbnb with just this sweet old lady who owned this house. And uh, as soon as I, I walked into the house, she's like, hey, you want a beer? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, thanks. And she's like, can I get you some coffee? And I was like, actually, like, no, I'm good. And uh, you get the big two. Yeah, it was just, it was funny. And and I, you know, she she uh, she smoked and she did stuff that, you know, and, and so I kind of had to explain to her that I didn't do that stuff. And, and while I was there, we just got, you know, we were talking every day after I got back from filming. I started showing her some of my videos. And it was, the craziest thing was the very last day that I left, I was like packing up my suitcase and I heard some music playing for her, from her room. And I kind of stopped packing and I listened closer and I heard this, this song of a music video that I recorded this, with this little girl of I Know That My Redeemer Lives. And she was listening to this song in her, uh, in her room and there was like the smell of cigarette smoke in the air, but yet the <laughs> song was playing. And after that, she just, she came in and told me that she was crying when she listened to that song and, and watched the video and that it, she felt something. And, and so that was just a, a really cool experience that I had is just that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a missionary to have missionary opportunities and experiences. Yeah. Whatever your, your job is, whatever your career is, or whether you're just going to school God can take advantage of any situation you're in, any talent that you've been blessed with to further his work. As crazy and as bizarre as it may seem, God is so amazing, he is so powerful that he can take advantage of these abilities and gifts to further his work. Yeah, absolutely. And you've done quite a bit of that. I mean, you're you're technically an influencer, right? You you've got a lot of followers on social media. And so what kind of responsibility do you feel as an influencer in this sense, when you're talking about being a missionary? Yeah. I wouldn't say, I would say it's more, less of a responsibility as an influencer, more of a responsibility as being in the tribe of Ephraim. You know, that's in my okay. patriarchal blessing. It says that I'm from the tribe of Ephraim and every uh, Israelite tribe was given specific duties and responsibilities. And the responsibility of the tribe of Ephraim is to further the work. It's to do missionary work. And so I feel that that is my my lineage. That's, that's kind of my duty, my responsibility uh, in that way. And Luckily, you know, I've just been blessed with the, the talents and abilities to be able to do it uh, through through the, the career that I have. Very cool. So I guess I would love to know, like, what are your plans going forward? Like, what kind of projects do you have in the works? Like, what's coming up for Nick Sales? Well, last year for me was kind of the year of travel. I had the opportunity to visit a lot of cool places like Italy and Mexico, Australia, China, France, um, New York and Hawaii and, and Texas and all over the U.S., um, and that was kind of, it was great, but it was a little bit overwhelming and I had some neat experiences, but this year, I guess I kind of want to focus more on working on projects that I feel like are actually making a difference. So this year I've, I've been teaming up with a lot of nonprofit organizations to just help their, their cause. I just recently made a video for this nonprofit called Reach 10. They help spread awareness of, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it, it's like with, with pornography addiction, there is either the, the shame and the guilt society or there's a society of loving, of loving acceptance and um, just being open and, um, and all of that. And so they try to spread the word that, you know, we, we don't have to live in a society of shame and guilt, that if somebody is struggling with pornography, we can be open and accepting and loving and that the, it's love that is the thing that will, will help cure that, not shame and guilt. And so we just we just barely finished up a video that should be released 
in the next couple days. And so there's that. And then teaming up with another organization that helps inmates who have just left prison kind of transition back into normal okay. life. It helps them to find employment, helps them to find housing. Um, just v- videos where I feel like, you know, making a difference. Because sure. uh, as a filmmaker, you know, you see people who are doctors and lawyers and who are like literally saving lives and helping people. And you, you think, man, like, man, I'm just, I'm just making videos. Like, what good <laughs> am I actually doing? And so this year, I just really want to focus more on making the videos that will impact and inspire people to to go out and, and to do good and to uh, to serve and to love God and and draw closer to Jesus Christ in any way. Fantastic. Where can people mm-hmm. find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Nick Sales Music. Uh, on Facebook, Facebook is just Nick Sales, or you can search Nick Sales on YouTube. And I do have a, a. I'm actually in the studio. I'll be in the studio this next Monday recording some new music. Very cool. It's been over a year since I've released any new music on my YouTube channel, but I realized that I want to focus more on that. And and people are always asking like, when do you have new music coming out? And I've just been so crazy or so busy with with work and everything. But finally, things have slowed down enough to the point where I can start recording music again. Very cool. Well, we'll put links to those places at the show notes for this episode at LDSMissionCast.com. Thank you again for coming in and telling your inspirational story about the power that is in each one of us to share the gospel and be an example of the gospel to the world. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel that, you know, when you're doing missionary work, you really just, just be yourself. Don't feel like you have to be, don't feel like you have to wear a name tag because when you think about it, the gospel really is part of who you are. It's not weird when someone shares the, their beliefs with us. And so why would it be weird if we share our beliefs with someone else? You know, when, when you think about it, the gospel is awesome. Eternal families, that's awesome. Living prophets are awesome. The Book of Mormon is awesome. And I think that we shouldn't be scared to talk to people about this and have excitement about it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming in. And we'll uh, look forward to these new videos coming out over the next year and new music as well. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. And Kelsey. Yeah, thanks for thanks having for joining me. Us. It's been great, great being here. thank Nick Sales for coming in and now we're going to go right into Kelsey's interview with musician and YouTube sensation Nadia Christine. Hey everyone I am here with singer-songwriter Nadia Christine. She makes music videos for causes such as foster care, suicide prevention, drug addiction and so forth. Um, the organizations she works with gain a lot of awareness and see increased donations for their causes as a result of her partnerships with them. She's also a public speaker. She goes around, speaks at schools. She's spoken at Time Out for Women, youth groups, and high school assemblies. She's a very engaging speaker and a dynamic performer. And she's also one of my really good friends. So I'm so happy to have <laughs> you here, Nadia. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for calling me, Kelts. <laughs> Absolutely. You are. Okay, so what you do is so unique. We were just talking about this, this whole, you make music videos for causes. And I love that. And I mean, if you haven't seen Nadia's music videos, you need to go check them out because they're very inspiring, very uplifting. How did this idea come that you, there's a lot of musicians, right? But how did you decide, I want to add this unique angle with 
causes? Like, I want to bring awareness to these causes. Yeah. Um, when I was little, when I was um, probably 13, 14 years old, I share this a lot, this story a lot on my channel. And so, but I, I was bullied, right, throughout mm -hmm. elementary and middle school. And um, I remember thinking I wanted to write a song that was more challenging, that addressed something that was more than maybe just like a crush at school, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I wanted to write a song about me trying to overcome bullying. And I'd, I'd come to this moment in my life where, long story short, and you can hear the story probably a million times in so many different <laughs> um, videos on my channel, but I, I share it all the time. But it, basically what happened was after so much bullying, I woke up one day and I realized, you know what? Maybe I can't control what they say about me. Maybe I can't control what they think about me. But what I can control is whether or not I'm going to let it bother me or not. And that realization that day just kind of changed everything for me. And I felt like a little warrior. <laughs> That's the name of my song. Yeah. My very my my first song written for a cause, I guess you could say, was was called Warrior Within You. And I wrote that. And when I had written that, years later, we decided that we wanted to make a music video on it. Because I don't think in that moment I realized that I wanted to create music for a cause. And later down the road, I was like, well, this is what the song is about. It's about overcoming bullying. So let's make a music video on overcoming bullying. And then from there... I just realized, you know what, I love doing this. What if I created music videos for a cause? And mm -hmm. that, and I think that idea kind of spun in my head a little bit, but during and after my mission is when I had really nailed down that business model and determined that's, that was the, the approach that I wanted to take and what I wanted to do. So cool. I love that. It's, it's such a unique, I, I, I believe that media can be positive and can be such an uplifting thing if you choose to make it that way. And I love your videos because they are that, like they're so positive. They're so uplifting. Like, <laughs> You can't watch a Nadia music video without feeling better afterwards. So. I'll give her her check after this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm serious. I love them. And you've worked with some really amazing causes, too. And some really amazing, like, influencers, YouTubers. You did a collaboration with Peter Hollins on Underground Railroad, which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> and you worked with Madeline Page and the Tannerites on the video for cancer, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so cool. MIB agents. What was that? MIB agents. That I'm just giving a plug for them because they're oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Not sponsored. I just love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was for. Their their cancer organization. Oh, that's cool. And then that was the, that was a really unique one because you used a hashtag, right? And people people were able to use the hashtag, and then sponsors yeah. matched like the donations and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that was such a cool video. I love that one. <laughs> and then you just did something really cool. Tell me about the lemons for leukemia challenge you just did. Oh yeah. Um, I was talking to to Dylan and Chris, and they're the ones that had started the entire lemons for leukemia challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I had reached out to them and I just said, hey, this is this is what I do is I create music videos for a cause and I'd love to create a music video about this challenge and raise awareness on it. And so anyways, so we, we had talked and I'd reached out and we collaborated. And then I thought it would be really cool if I got other influencers involved mm -hmm. um, because I know that there's several influencers that have already done the lemons for leukemia challenge and that were already supporting the challenge. And so anyways, that's why, I mean, there's there's a, there's a YouTuber meetup um, in 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 my area and so when when I'd went there I was just like hey whoever wants to be a part of this let's do it and so I had them all biting into lemons <laughs> yep <laughs> and I brought my videographer and you were yeah, there <laughs> I was there and I bit into a lemon and it was sour <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun that was fun so it was great I am telling you Kelsey when we were editing that video just watching everybody's faces was so funny that was such <laughs> a fun video to edit I bet so when well, you know everyone was playing it up too because they're in front of a camera so like how can I make this really exact <laughs> lemon is sour. But it's funny because some people played it up and then other people just like 
they were just like, no, I'm not going to show any face. And then they're just trying to be all serious. And then you could just see them trying to hide the punch. <laughs> Anyways, so funny. it was great. It was a fun challenge to be a part of and a fun video to create. And just a fun way to just raise awareness and to support the cause that's already being spread on Good Morning America. And I know that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, was a part of it. And Casey Neistat and all these other big influencers were already supporting this. And so I just thought it would be a fun way to just rally up everybody and 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 create a video about it and so that's what we did that. that's so cool i love one of my favorite things about what you do is that you're so good at involving like an audience you're in good, so good at involving like the people that support you the people around you you really make it like a community thing which i think is so awesome because it brings that awareness to more than just like yourself and the people who see the video but there are people involved in the cause which is super cool Thanks, like Scouts. we yeah i remember we did um nadia and i actually did a music video she invited me to collaborate with her on a music Woo-hoo. video thanks for that <laughs> Back and in it September. was so fun <laughs> <laughs> that was fun it was for veterans day and that was so cool and the thing that nadia's idea was well, let's invite people to write notes to you know families of fallen fallen soldiers veterans and things mm-hmm. like that and it's such a cool way to get people involved so i also want to talk about the fact that you served a mission right yeah so tell let the audience know like where did you serve and kind of what was that experience like for you i served in lima central in, sorry peru lima central mission mm-hmm. and it's hard for me it's like weird for me to say it in english rather than spanish <laughs> <laughs> so i was like wait <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah, so I served in Peru and, and I, I just loved, loved, loved my mission. Love, loved it. I think it was a, it it was a process uh, to be completely transparent. It was, it was hard to make that decision to go. I was really bouncing back and forth of whether or not I really wanted to go. I had finally decided that it was something that, that I, that would be a wonderful and incredible experience to be a part of. Here's the thing, Kelts, is that I, was happy to go out and serve because I love serving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love trying to at least pretend like, you know, I can try to make a difference somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not pretending um, you were. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I, the idea of traveling to a different part of the world and and serving in that area was so exciting to me. But what was what was hard was just letting go of everything that was here. If, yeah. if I was you know, to be transparent, letting go of my friends, leaving my family, leaving behind my music videos that I had literally three weeks before I left on my mission, we had produced three videos and I didn't even watch them release. I didn't get to see them release. My family released them for me while I was on my mission. So I was so excited about them and it was just kind of a, do you know what? There's, there's service is just, anyways, I don't know. I, I just, I just realized that this was worth the sacrifice and, and that I, I didn't think I would regret it. And I, and I don't, (laughs) I loved every moment of it. Not that it was easy, but I, I loved I loved being down there and I loved having that opportunity to serve. Anyways, I'm just I'm just grateful, really grateful for the experience. Yeah, I mean, having served a mission, I I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's a process. It's not it's not an easy thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like um when people come home from their missions, you always hear, "Oh, it was so great. Oh my gosh, best experience of my life." And they don't always go into the details about there are some really hard challenges yeah. about being a missionary. What would you say were some of the most like defining moments from your mission or the things that shaped you the most as a person, the things that helped you learn the most and so forth? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a deep one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I would say two things. First one is the fact that you are inside of, the the fact that you have to have a companion in a mission. So there is a, you are assigned to a companion 
and you live with that person, you teach with that person, you go out everywhere with that person. I mean, you just you just travel in two basically all the time. I'll be honest, I'm I'm the super independent person, yeah. and that was hard for me in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is this is different. This is hard." <laughs> like I have to have someone with me everywhere I go. Yeah, <laughs> like, everything I do, I can't get a break unless I go to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> only alone so, time for real. <laughs> that was hard for me. Um, and, and at first it was difficult for me to to have to really learn how to work with the companion. And it's funny because I I felt like I I mean I felt like I had gotten along for the most part with my roommates you know and before that but just having a companion in, in the mission is a totally different feeling and the reason why is because you're out trying to to do you're 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 out trying to serve the people and you're out trying to teach and you want to have the spirit with you you want to have not a spirit of contention you want to have a spirit that. Um, allows you to to share what makes you happy, the mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. For me, this this is what makes me happy, and and I wanted to to share, you know, with the people there what makes us happy. But it's hard to do that in a duo if you guys are kind of having a fight, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a disagreement about how clean the room should be, or I don't know, whatever, you know what I mean, little things like that. So I I feel like I learned a lot about myself, and I I had to. <laughs> I really had to humble down. <laughs> I really had to humble down and say, okay, do you know what? This this isn't about me and this isn't about my goals and the things that I want to do. This is about us and our goals and things that, that, that we are trying to accomplish for the Lord. It wasn't even about our own goals. It was about how can we do good and serve the people around us together. And we had to be in a, what's the word, like a, like a unified spirit and unified uh, state in order to do that. And so, anyways, I think that was something that was a big thing for me to learn was learning how to work with a companion, which is great because I think that that helps prepare us for marriage. Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> that's all about what a companionship is, I'm assuming. So, anyways. <laughs> we don't so, know, right? Oh, we, we don't know yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> but, but I think it was a good preparation. So I feel like I learned a lot about myself, and I had to, I had to realize that it wasn't about me and my goals. It was about me accomplishing goals with somebody for God. For the Lord. And so that was the first thing. Second thing is planning and executing mm-hmm. your goals. So I have a Latin mother. She's from Colombia and she is wonderful. She just, she gives us plans. She gives us an agenda. We have our goals. She's checking in on us. So I felt like I was a pretty goal oriented person going into my mission, but I didn't realize how much I had left to learn. I loved learning about goal planning and executing ideas and goals. And so inside the mission, you plan every single night and then you you meet as a companionship and you plan your goals for the week and for the month. And then you have an inventory and you talk to each other and see how you're feeling, see if you're ready to, you know, if, if you guys are like hating each other, <laughs> ready to rip each other's comments. hairs out, <laughs> or if you're happy. <laughs> I think we've all had a couple like that, right? <laughs> this <Yeah>. is awkward. <laughs> yeah. You have some good companions. You have some not so great companions, <laughs> tougher companions, and yep. so, but but it was it was so wonderful to be able to to sit down and learn how to how to plan with an, with somebody and to create goals with someone, and not only just like planning how to do it, but setting up a game plan of how you are going to do it and when you are going to do it. I feel like that has been something that's helped me a lot as I have progressed on afterwards here now, and it sounds really silly and cheesy, but I I pull up my laptop and I plan every night. I'd, and I I didn't do that right when I'd come home, but I kind of realized 
later that this was a skill set that I'd learned in my mission and I didn't understand why I wasn't applying it now. And and anyway, so now that's that has changed me completely. I I I'll plan every night and then I'll plan every weekly basis for goals and I'll plan every month for goals and mm. and I'll share it um, with a friend or I'll share it with my mom so that way I can be held accountable for the goals that I'm that I'm trying to that I'm trying to accomplish and trying to make sure that at the end of the day I am looking through my day and seeing if I accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish and that it it sounds so simple and so small but it that has made a huge difference with how I execute my day and how I go out about accomplishing my goals. And so anyways, it's just a little detail that has made a huge difference for me. And I learned it on my mission. That's amazing. I think that's so cool. I, I, I second that. And I feel like um, one of the things that I learned, I'm sure you can agree with this, is like how important your time is. You know, you spend that, you spend that whole time, like how can I use my time the most effectively and the most efficiently? Yeah. And that's like, that's such a valuable thing that then translates to what you're saying, which is that once you learn the value of your time and like being efficient with your time, then you understand the importance of goal planning and like setting goals and making sure that you have a plan to accomplish these things because you realize how valuable that time is, you right. know? Yeah. So I think that's cool. I, and that's a huge, huge skill set that I, I I'm grateful that we were able to learn that on our missions. Um, yeah, so how did your mission or the experiences there, you mentioned a little bit with like goal, setting goals and planning, mm-hmm. but how did those things kind of translate into what you're doing now as far as being a creator, being an influencer, making music videos for a cause? No, great question. Okay. So I want to share something that I feel like really navigated me towards this direction. To be honest, I don't know if I've really shared this a lot. So this, anyways... What had happened was, so, I mean, obviously, I, I believe that that God can speak to us. I, I'm a huge believer that in revelation, in personal revelation, that God can speak to us today. And I am a huge believer that um, that he cares about our direction in life that we're trying to go towards. And I was laying in bed one night, and I think I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was just thinking, it, it was towards the end of my mission. I don't know when, maybe... It, actually, I don't think it was that that close. I was probably three or six months out. I don't remember, like, to, to coming home. But what had happened was I was thinking in my bed, and I was thinking about, like, what am I going to do when I when I get home? What are my goals, my music goals? Okay, these three videos had released while I was gone. I hadn't even seen them. <laughs> and my mom, like, forwarded me, like, little comments, like, this is what your friend said about it. And I'm like, great. Thought they like it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, like, up on YouTube, and I just, like, had never seen it after that. <laughs> and so I was thinking, what am I going to do with music? Like, where, where am I going to go with this? And I all of a sudden had these ideas come to my mind, and all these ideas started pouring in my mind. And I remember thinking, and do you know what? It wasn't even about music. It was about school. Hmm. Okay? So just things that I need to do when I come home and, and finish my degree. And um, I had this other thought. And forgive me because I'm not even going to quote the right person. I don't even know if it was Elder Scott or Elder Bednar. Somebody said it. <laughs> some, some general authority. Yeah. <laughs> some, somebody said it, and it, was a great, and it was a great teaching. It was that we need to write down what the Lord is telling us. And then when we finish writing it down, we ask the Lord, um, is there more? And so I had this feeling, get out of your bed and go write it down. And I was like, okay. And so and so I, I had the feeling like, like get out of bed, go write it down. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I'm on the top bunk. It's a long way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all tired. It's probably like 2 a.m. or something like that. I don't want to get out. And I was like, do And I just had this really strong impression like, do this, do it, do it, do it. And so I, so I did. I finally got out of bed after kind of like battling with the spirit, which is I'm not recommended. Don't do that. <laughs> And so I get out of bed and I I grab my journal and I like walked into the bathroom and I just started writing down these thoughts that came to my mind. And then I and then I said a prayer and I was like, is there more? And 
and all of a sudden more thoughts came to my mind. Mm. So I wrote down a second page of thoughts and it was like about a, a job that I, I was coming back to. I was working a, a job and then and then um, I prayed again. And I said, is there more? And I kid you not, Kelsey, I wrote down a third page of stuff about like things that I needed to do for my family. Wow. And then I thought, all right, this is definitely, that's the end of the line, I'm sure. And so I prayed one last time and I asked, is there more? And it was then in that moment when the entire idea of creating music videos for a cause and how I could map that out and how I could do it. I, I still have this 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 diagram written out in my in my missionary journal. I had this, like I drew a picture of like me and then all these arrows pointing to like these organizations and then I could work with these sponsors and then this could be delivered to my audience and blah, 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 blah. And I'd like map this whole idea out and I had no idea. Before my mission, I had no idea that YouTube was it a route where you could do influencer marketing? I, I just had, I didn't know anything about it. I just thought that YouTube was a place for that where people just upload videos for fun. I, I had no idea about the whole influencer marketing world. But I mapped this entire diagram out and I just felt very specific instructions of things that I needed to do for my for my channel and music videos for a cause and everything that I wanted to do for my, my career moving forward. And it wasn't until I had asked the Lord three times, mm. you know what I mean? And then I prayed one last time, and God's like, all right, go to bed. <laughs> but it, it was that moment, Kelsey, and that was something that that I I knew in that moment that that is what my music was meant for. Hmm. And it was meant for creating. It was meant for advocating for causes, and it was meant for trying to, to serve and, and and try to make a little drop in the ocean with, with, with my music. And so since then, since ever since then, since I've come home, I've referred back to that page several times as a just a reminder that that this is this is the purpose of everything that I'm doing. When I get lost in the weeds of so many daily tasks and things that need to get done, I mean, I'm sure you understand this. There's like oh, yeah. so much stuff to do when you're trying to run these different channels. I I will look back at that page and I'll remember this is the purpose. And so, anyways, that's there's a very personal experience of kind of what happened in my mission that led me to what I'm doing now. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, yeah. I mean, we've been friends for a long time and I had no idea. Like, that, <laughs> that, that's where that. I don't know if I've ever shared that before, actually. So, wow. anyways, that's yeah. really powerful, though, because it comes back to I mean, what you're doing is incredible, but it's really even more amazing to think about the fact that that was like direct revelation from Heavenly Father like, Naughty, this is what I need you to do. And so, what a cool experience that not only did it come from God, but it came from you seeking. And you said you had to ask multiple times, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then it came as a result of like your mission experience too. Like what a neat way that you were in this moment of giving and serving. And then the Lord was like, and it doesn't have to end here. You can still serve in other ways when you get home, you know? Yeah. I love that. that that's amazing. Thanks, Kelts. <laughs> Thank you. You're so cool, Nadia. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just so happy to be your friend. You're so cool. Um, <laughs> Seriously, guys, she, she is amazing. Just just a quick little plug. We'll plug you again at the end. But if you haven't seen Nadia's stuff, you need to go check them out because her her channel and her everything she makes is amazing. Thank so, you. Nadia, what's on the what's on the horizon for you? What's coming up next? What yeah. are your plans? Oh, I'm just so excited. So right now, I am working on a project with the Tannerites. Yay! And it's a surprise, so I can't really share much about what it is. But I am just so excited about it. So I'm 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 in the process of working with a few organizations and I'm writing two well, I'm writing a few new songs. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to say too much here. But, they told but, me a little bit about it the other day, and I was like, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> super, super excited. So um, I'm just excited. There's 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 NDAs and stuff like that in place, but but I'm just excited. I'm very excited for them. So the, the surprises are are slowly as 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 I as I am allowed to, I, I start dropping some surprises and hints, and so those are coming very very quickly. So I'm just really excited about them. But yeah, the the the, the next the next one that I'm working around right now is the Tannerites right now, and so that's that's a really fun one. So yeah, <laughs> will that be complemented with a music video or primarily? Yes, no, okay. yeah, it'll be a music video for a cause. So we're we're working with an organization Yay. and. I am writing a song for them, and so I'm just super excited. We'll be launching, we'll be launching this whole new thing about it. So I'm really excited. That's so, so cool. anyways, yeah, lemons Le- leukemia. We're still finishing up and wrapping up that campaign, and then I'm and then I'm hopping into that one. Yay! That's so awesome, <laughs> man. You're so cool. I'm I'm so excited to see everything that you do and all of the lives that you're touching. You're making a huge impact in media, and I just, I really appreciate your influence, so. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah. So where can everybody find you? On social media? How can they keep up with what you're doing? They can find me, um, just Nadia Christine. You can type it into YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But Christine is spelled super weird, so. (laughs) So Nadia is N-A-D-I-A, and then Christine is really weird. It's Christine with a K-H, and so K-H-R-I-S-T-E-A-N. So anyways, but if you just do Nadia with a K-H, then you'll. You should be able to find me. Then not a lot of people spell it that way. Yeah, no, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, you guys can go watch her music videos. You can go watch her vlogs. She, you do daily or weekly vlogs, two vlogs a week, right? Or yeah, a vlog yeah. and then yep. live streams. Yep, and and just recently I am swapping over to a whole new game plan content calendar, which I'm about to release and talk about. So make sure that you stick around because I'm on my channel to find out what that is. And lots of lots of exciting surprises coming. Yay! Okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nani. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Yeah, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Midnight breaks, I'm still awake. Thoughts still running through my mind. And I wonder if I will ever find the strength to fight again. Although the pain calls my name Something inside is screaming Thank you to Kelsey Edwards, Nick Sales, and Nadia Christine for our special treat that I promised you as a reward to you who are still listening to the podcast. I present a Latter-day Live segment from Sean Rapier who interviews entertainer Carrie Summers. I say entertainer, he's a magician, ventriloquist, a a musical impersonator of Johnny Cash, but he's an all-around entertainer. He tells a super cool story about how his mission service impacted his life. And here is Sean Rapier in our Latter-day Live segment with Carrie Summers. Hey, it's Sean Rapier from the Latter-day Lives podcast, again reporting for LDS Mission Cast, and my guest is such an amazing entertainer. He is an Elvis impersonator, a Johnny Cash impersonator. He is a magician, a ventriloquist, just incredible. And it all kind of kicked off on his mission. My guest is Carrie Summers. Carrie, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. So Carrie, you had just an incredible experience on your mission, unlike most missionaries. Why don't you tell us about it? I had an amazing opportunity to travel with a group of some other missionaries. We had a a group, we call ourselves the Sons of Mormon. It was all put together by our mission president. And it was an idea that had come from Marky e. Peterson. We were the pilot program in Australia. And so we had this group of missionaries that traveled from Sydney, clear up to Cairns. If you don't know where that is at, it's at the top 
of Australia, several thousand miles. We drove in a van and cars with a van load of all kinds of things with uh, kind of like a miniature visitor center. And we, we did a two-part program. One was spiritual, one was just good old entertaining. I did a little bit of a magic show. And uh, it was so successful that they had asked us if we'd do it again. So that's what I did. I went the second go-around and added a little ventriloquist segment to the, to the show. And that ventriloquist dummy that I bought in Sydney, Australia, for $25 that was handed to me by my mission president himself. He says, go buy yourself a new act. I said, okay, thank you. And so off I went as a ventriloquist. When I got home, I had no idea where that would take me. And that took me to other kinds of voices that you have to learn as a ventriloquist. And the next thing you know, Sean, I was doing Elvis, and my puppets would sing the parts. They'd, they'd do the Elvis and Willie Nelson and Neil Diamond and all these other things. So Amazing. But it ties all back. If I had not have gone on my mission, that never would have happened. And now you tour all over the world. You're on cruise ships. You're, I mean, you're a big-name entertainer. And it's safe to say that had you not served your mission and had this experience. Oh, absolutely. That never would have happened. And I, I owe it all to serving for the Lord on my mission. What types of venues did you perform in when you were, when you were on your mission? Uh, we would perform, if I recall, there was, I think, 55 wards and branches between mm-hmm. Sydney and Cairns. And we would sleep on the floor at the church, <laughs> perform. And then every once in a while, we would get booked for a TV show. And I remember doing a, a television show and uh, several radio shows. And were you in full missionary garb? I mean, were you oh, in yeah, white we were shirts dressed, and name we were tags? We dressed as uh, missionaries with the name tags, white shirts and ties. And and uh, it was it was pretty cool. We we had this amazing little visitor center. We had replica, the plates of King Darius that we took with us. And we would uh, show slides and talk about the importance of families and uh, it was just a great tie-in with, with the church and life. And it was very successful. It had a lot of converts from it. And what was the group called? It was called the Sons of Mormon. The Sons of Mormon. What an amazing mission. We always say that your mission prepares you for your career and the rest of your life and so many other good things. With you, it's very, very literal. I mean, that is just amazing. Well, thank you. I, I went... Uh, with my trumpet on my mission. I was uh, pretty good on trumpet before I went, and I didn't want to lose the lips, so I took it with me. About halfway out, I decided, ah, it's kind of dead weight, so I said, you know, I'm here to do the Lord's work, so I sent it home. Didn't worry about the trumpet anymore, but when I got home, I ended up with a scholarship up at Rick's College, so the Lord blessed me anyway, and uh, <laughs> I was able to travel as a trumpet soloist to, uh, to Europe, and and now I'm off on cruises all over the world doing um, performances for thousands of people. And they ask, where are you from? I say, Utah. They say, oh, are you a Mormon? I say, yes, I am. Let me tell you about the church. But it never would have happened, never, if I hadn't have gone on a mission. Well, that is fantastic. Carrie, thank you so much for sharing that experience uh, with us. And for LDS Mission Cast, I'm Sean Rapier. I want to thank Sean and Carrie for their little brief segment there, but I, I want to encourage you to go listen to Carrie's full interview on Latter-day Live's podcast. He has a cool story about a Book of Mormon that was given to Elvis 
And we have evidence that he read it. He made notes about his impressions of the Book of Mormon in it and so many other cool stories that he tells in that interview. So go check it out. We have a link to that in the posting for this episode at LDSMissionCast.com or just go to LatterdayLives.com and check out Sean's podcast. It's amazing. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of LDS Mission Cast. We have another unique episode coming up, something you're not going to find anywhere else. I interview Sean Rapier, host of the Latter-day Lives podcast and our Latter-day Lives segment here on LDS Mission Cast. Sean is a stand-up comedian, and we're going to talk about how to use humor in missionary work, perhaps to open doors, but we also talk about how humor should not be used. This is not your typical missionary guide, but it is one way to being a better missionary. We hope you're enjoying the show and getting some valuable content that's inspiring to you to be a missionary, to be a disciple of Christ. You can listen to past episodes at LDSMissionCast.com, and we encourage you to do that. To send you out, we're going to play the last part of If You Could Hide to Kolob by our first guest, Nick Sales. Thanks for listening. There.